You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to the Mash Those Buttons show, where we cover the latest in games, community, culture, and everything in between. This week, we're going to talk about MLB The Show coming to Xbox and hitting the Xbox Games Pass. We're going to talk details on epic store losses, and we're also going to talk a little bit about game designers and tech ethics, or game design and tech ethics. Uh, Nick is shaking his head. He, he He's the one who put that one in the queue, so he's going to take the lead on that. Uh, this is episode number 46. We are recording for the week of April 19th, 2021. My name is Jared, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with the Games Industry Public Defender and the scourge of Iron Forge, Nick Zolankiewicz. We'll, we'll get to it, but I put, I put that in there, and I don't actually want to talk about like game designers and tech ethics, although I'm sure we'll get to it, but that's not, not why I put that in there. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I, I, I am curious to see what you have to say. It's going to be fresh for me too, folks. So hot take, uh, <laughs> hot take. <laughs> I'd like to welcome any first time listeners and uh, thank you for taking the time to check out the Mashals Button Show. And I'd like to thank and welcome back any returning listeners and give a very special big thanks to our supporters on both Patreon and our Twitch subscribers. So Nick, what you've been up to this week? So I was playing Fall Guys today. I've actually been enjoying the current season with like the alien future theme that they've got going on. And there's a bunch of cool skins in the battle. There's always cool skins in the battle pass, but uh, there's actually a bunch of cool skins in the battle pass. And like, I think I can actually push this and, and maybe get a little further than I've gotten before. And uh, today I actually got to level 25. And I only mentioned that as being significant because I got the trophy for hitting level 25, which apparently I had not done in any prior season. So I've already pushed myself further. And there's still like a month to go, so I'm, I'm I'm doing well in that regard. But I was playing on uh, one of the new maps, and I don't know I don't remember the name of the map. It's uh it's the one where you start off in the like the water tanks and you, you jump through them, and then uh, and then you got the little light beams you gotta cut across, uh, and they're 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 the timing you gotta get the timing right on there. And then I got to a point where I'm running up, and the the shape of the the map that I'm on. It like it's kind of like a rounded platform, and then it it connects to like a, a straight square platform. So like it's like a circle and a square, and they kind of touch tangentially. And so I jump from the circle platform to the square platform, and I landed right at the point, not where they converge, but like just to the left. And I got stuck between the two of them. Like I didn't bounce and fall off like you would think, because those beans they're they're very bouncy. I didn't bounce and fall off. I got stuck on the plat, like between the two platforms, and I couldn't move. So obviously, I lost because everybody just ran past me. I assume laughing because <laughs> how do you get stuck? I've never seen this happen. I've never seen anybody else get stuck. So I was very a little confused. I had to. I, I, the problem was I was on PlayStation. I don't know how to take a, a screenshot and like I would have tweeted it out if I could get it from um, a screenshot from my PlayStation to. You don't know how to take a screenshot. On the PlayStation? Oh, I know how to. T- okay, I know how to take a screenshot on the PlayStation. I don't know what to do with it then. 
is the problem. Like I, I have, I hit the share button. It's like, take a screenshot. I'm like, okay, now, now what, what, what does this do for me? I assume, I assume I can get it onto my home network somehow. Uh, but or I'll, you can just tweet it directly from the PlayStation. Oh, see, I don't have it set up to tweet. That's what I got to do then. All right. I can. I can wow. Do that. Wow. The only thing I have set up to tweet is wow. I don't, I don't, I don't tweet from the PlayStation. <laughs> so yeah, you could just set up a Twitter on your PlayStation and tweet it directly from the PlayStation. Yeah. So wow, I had to do the old school thing where I took a picture of my cell phone. And so I need to, I need to, to, to tweet that picture out and be like, uh, you know, Epic, Epic, cause Epic owns Mediatonic now. Right. So I can be like, Epic, what the hell, man? Dude, I'm pretty sure Bob is the oldest person on the network, but now you are officially the oldest person. Because I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's because you didn't do that, but like, you took a picture of, a, of it with your cell phone, and then <laughs> we did it. I out. haven't tweeted it out yet, so I've, I, I can still salvage this by setting up the setting up the tweeter on my my PlayStation and then <laughs> then tweeting it out retroactively. You, you know, Nick, I'm surprised you didn't try to fax it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> fax it. What, what's fax Epic's it fax number? What, what, who, 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 who fax it over contact? to Twitter. Like, hey, can you guys post this on my account for me, please? Exactly. <laughs> what's Jack's fax number? I'll just have him do that for me. Oh man. Oh, jeez. So yeah, but so, so yeah. O- overall, I'm doing well. But yeah, that was a fun little what what the what what the hell moment that caught me off guard. Mm. Well, I know this week for me, I actually got to roll credits on a game, which I haven't done in a very long time. Um, but at least it feels like a really long time because I've been playing Cyberpunk forever. But uh, yeah, I got the roll credits on um, It Takes Two. Me and Korobara, we actually streamed the remainder of the game, which was about four hours. It took us about four hours to finish it. Four and a half hours. So with that being the case, that would make it somewhere between, a, 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 like I think, a 12, maybe somewhere between 11 to 14 hours i can't i can't i don't know the exact it was somewhere between 11 to 14 hours the game was and we did finish it i, I mean i do have to admit i think i talked about it a little bit before on the show a couple of weeks back when we played it before and uh i don't know i think both me and Cora kind of agree that it just went a bit long it went, it went it went too long like they should have ended it a bit earlier like there was this one massive like clock level that they had and one it was a really long level at least it felt like a long level and then on top of that had this like grand finale ending and i'm like okay this might be the end of the game here because of how it looked and how it played and all that stuff and then i got to the end and no like it kept going and then the actual grand finale in my opinion just wasn't that spectacular it would the game would have ended better if it would have ended with the clock level um i mean overall i did enjoy it but i think i don't know like i think even they knew it was getting a bit too long because the levels got shorter as the game went on you know um i think the first level we did when we came back was like the snow level took us 90 minutes and then the two levels after that only took about an hour or so so yeah, it's a good game. A little bit too long for its own good, but it's it's still a good game. I do wish they gave you an option to divorce at the end of that game, though. I do wish they would have given you the option to still like, are you going to stay together or are you going to divorce? Oh, wait, because so the, there's the, no they, way they stay together. Yeah, yeah. There's no way those two people should be together for the sake of the universe. They shouldn't be together. Like they're liars. They're deceivers. They 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 destroy wherever they go. They betray people. Uh uh-uh. uh Like there was this beetle 
that sh- that helped you like uh you know get out of this arena and you wrote its back and you promised oh yeah yeah you'll get all the sap you'll get all the sap when uh you know when we get to the queen and there comes this jump and you just straight up yoshi him like when it suited your purposes like you do the jump uh and you just like basically jump off him and push him down into a pit huh when uh when that happens so yeah and also, I think I mentioned it before, but you 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 go on a quest to kill your daughter's favorite toy. Not cool parents. So they they shouldn't be together for the well, sake of the universe. If anything, if they both are terrible people, maybe they should be together because it keeps them from being with anybody else. No, you need to keep those people separated. You need to dilute the evil. You know. No, but you concentrate the evil and lock it off. Yeah, that works all the time. You know, have you seen a mummy? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Maybe they just no. shouldn't be parents. They should just lose custody of their kid. Yeah, it's no good. wasn't 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 a fan of them sticking together. To be perfectly honest with you, but overall the game is good. It's a great co op game. I would recommend it. There's no you can't uh you there's nothing I could there's nothing yeah I, there's nothing about the game where I'd be like well I didn't like this or I didn't like that. I just really thought it was a bit too long. That's all. I thought it was a bit too long, and I didn't like the fact that you couldn't get divorced at the end of the game. But other than that, the game is good, would recommend it. Even though um, I think a lot of people think of it as a game that you kind of play with your spouse. But if you are mm. if you have a non-gaming spouse, I wouldn't recommend it because it is like you do have to have some pretty basic like gaming skills in order to do it. Or else some of the parts are going to be really, 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 really tough. You know, to, uh, frustratingly tough. Also, if the game's kind of is about divorce like that's a i mean i would assume most couples are are, are safe you know that they can talk about that and and, and go through but still some maybe you're not maybe that's not the kind of thing you want to bring up <laughs> no. well yeah some people might get a like rude awakening yeah, like, like you know you some... wanted to, you wanted me to play this game why what are you trying to tell me that you can't actually say <laughs> no why well, i said they like they the you know they stay together at the end of the game so unfortunately, sorry, sorry for spoiling that for anybody, but they say they stick together. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's what you kind of you kind of see that coming anyway. But it's still a very fun game, so I would recommend it. Uh, but yeah, with that, I think we're gonna go ahead and get into our topics. Before we do that, though, I'd like to tell you that if you want to keep up with what's going on with this show and the Mashes Buttons Network, you can join us on Twitter at twitter.com/slash/the-mash-network. And you can also, we'd love to have you join our Discord, which is mash.gg slash Discord. And you can join myself, Nick, and the rest of Mashless Buttons community. You know, come play some games with us. Tell us what your thoughts are on this show or any of the other shows that we have on the network. All right. So let's get started. Let's talk about PlayStation users not very pleased with the fact that MLB The Show will be coming to Xbox Games Pass. So I'll, uh, you know, a little history on MLB The Show. Uh, for those who don't know, because you're if you if you don't care about baseball games, it's like what's the big deal about MLB the show? Like who really cares, right? It's fucking baseball. Well, MLB the show is developed by San Diego Studios, which is a Sony first party studio, right? Um, pretty much every year, like I said, this is this is the first year that the the show is coming to Xbox. And every year, when you think the show, you just think PlayStation. That's where people who want to play baseball games play baseball games. And um, for the first time, that's going to become the Xbox, but also on Games Pass Day One. 
And a lot of Sony users or PlayStation users or the show fans are very upset about that. Because honestly, the show fans are on PlayStation. A lot of them have the PlayStation to play the show. You know, and there are people who only buy consoles to play their favorite sports game. I know people who only have a console because they play Madden. They only play, you know, 2K or something like that. You know, so that, that, is, that is very, that is a very real type of gamer, <laughs> right? The, 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 the sports only gamer. So obviously it kind of looks like Sony is sending one of their first party titles over to Games Pass, but that's not 100% the truth, really. So the game is developed by San Diego Studio, which is Sony first party. However, it is the MLB that controls the licensing and what platform the game will be on. So Phil went over and talked to whoever he has to talk to at the MLB. They flashed some of those Game Pass bucks at him, and they said, fine, we'll put it on Games Pass. And Sony is like, what? (laughs) 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 You know, but it is what it is, right? They're still the MLB. I'm pretty sure the MLB. I'm I'm trying to think like. Oh, no, I'm pretty. It's probably Sony. So I was going to say the MLB probably plays Sony a little bit, but they don't. They don't. The licensing works in the other direction. I'm sorry. Like it's the Sony that's going to be paying MLB for the right to uh, for the rights to the. Not the license, but the trademark. That's what they're paying for. Yes. The rights to, to the trademark and the team trademarks and stuff like that. So that's why they get to make the game. So what is essentially happening and why the, the, the PlayStation users are so furious is because on day one, if you are a diehard MLB The Show fan and you have a PS4 or a PS5 because you play MLB The Show, like you have every year, you're going to be paying somewhere between 60 to $70 on day one. While some pleb on the Xbox or the Series X is going to be paying $0 if oh. they have the Games Pass. Well, they'll be paying their Games Pass subscription, but that's... They, so, they, but they'd yeah. be paying that anyway. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not negligible, yeah. but it's kind of negligible. So, uh, it, yeah. I, I just... So, so... so Okay, so 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 you so Spencer goes to MLB and says, "Hey, we would love to expose all of our Xbox our Xbox fans to your your brand of video game if you could just put it on our our Games Pass." And MLB is like, "Of course, because MLB would want baseball to be in front of, you know, would want the show to be in front of as many eyeballs as possible." Makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Th- th- so then they go to Sony and they're like, Hey, you not only do you have to, you know, do the game as you're doing it and put it out and market it, you know, take care of all that stuff for the PlayStation console, but we also need a version that is compatible with, I guess, at least PC, if not straight up Xbox and whatnot. Right. Yeah. That's because, that's pretty much because it's yeah. not like they're going to it's not like they just took the license or whatever. And they're like, OK, like, you know, Phil, like get a studio and make your own version of the game that runs on your like, no, it's the Sony version. So like did did Sony just like I can't imagine Sony would have just like here just here, here's this here's the files that run on PlayStation it's your job to make it work on the other no it's going to be no, Sony's job no it's totally going to be Sony's yes, job to make sure that it works on PC and now has the show come out on PC before it's been exclusively a console exclusive a PlayStation t- title yeah so wow that's 
I, I mean, on the one hand, I, I can only imagine that like baseball must be hurting. <laughs> well, then that's the, the thing that my question is, okay. So first of all, they usually only have to develop a PlayStation version right. to develop an Xbox version on top of that. That's going to cost the studio more money, right? Who's, who's footing that bill? Not that's, Phil Spencer. No. I, <laughs> the thing is, like, if you're MLB, and I, 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 I'd love to, I guess I'd love to have been on the phone calls where these negotiations were going down. Like, if you're MLB and you go to Sony and you're like, yeah, we, we want a version out on Xbox. Like, shouldn't Sony be like, if you wanted that, then why did you make the agreement with us? Like, you know, it's look at the paperwork. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. now, now, don't get me wrong. I do think I, I'm quite certain that san diego studio slash sony is getting money from this oh yes they, you know they get they get money from every sale so you know not only did sony microsoft probably have to send some money uh to to the mlb's way but also they will what and the thing about the the games pass phil Spencer already said there's no standard agreement when it comes to games pass they just kind of work with the studios and so they could give them an advance Maybe they're giving them a a portion of every like they, they give them money per download or something like that. But Sony will get money from this, so they're not right. getting completely shafted. But even with that being the case, I'm not sure if that covers the cost of developing an entirely different, you know, version of the game. Right. Well, and even then, as as pointed out, I mean, we see that the the gamers are pissed off, but like Sony pays. One of the reasons when you buy a franchise like that, like EA and Madden, securing the NFL rights is so that you, you know, basically, so you have that monopoly. So it's like, you have to go through us to get this. Like you can't, you can't get your NFL game anywhere else. You only get it through Madden. And if you don't like, like Madden tough. And so like, that's kind of what Sony has set up. Like if you want to play the MLB every year, you have to have a PlayStation. And if you don't want to have a PlayStation tough. And now I'm sure there are MLB fans out there who are like, well, I'm not getting a PlayStation because you know, I don't like Sony or whatever. And they're probably like, Oh shit. Oh shit! Like I can do this now. <laughs> Good for them. But like one of the reasons Sony makes that agreement is to to lock this down. And now it's almost like, well, if this is vulnerable, and admittedly, like, there's an obvious third party structure here that MLB is the ones that wanted to make this happen. But it's more so the fact that they were able to make this happen. Like, yeah, I get it. Like everybody's got a price, you know. To quote Ted DiBiase, like you know, money, money talks and whatnot. That yeah, like Phil could show up and be like, you know, th- flashing around the money and and get this done. But still, like, now it's like what third parties, like, licensed Sony products are there that are vulnerable to this now? Because I'm one, one, I'm curious, like, can Phil get anything else brought over? I mean, can he, I, like, I can't imagine, like, well, like, God of War doesn't really have a third party. Like, that's entirely Sony. Like, if, if, if that is entirely, yeah, so, Santa so, Monica so that, Studio, yeah. So like, that Horizon Zero Dawn, that kind of stuff's not going to suddenly show up on Games Pass. Um, under any situation like this, but I'm wondering if there's any other kind of franchise or anything that Sony that Sony doesn't explicit maybe well uh, maybe like but the Spider-Man games aren't made by Sony, right? They're they're uh, or are they made? No, by they're Sony? first party. They're first party oh, studios. Okay, so so theoretically, then like you know he could go wave some money at Marvel Studios and be like, hey, we want Spider-Man, you know, Miles Morales, all that over on Games Pass. That's it. I think Sony has the rights to Spider-Man, though. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, that's the thing. I well, think, yeah, that's right, I yeah, think Sony okay, has the rights to Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah that's, okay, so that's still Sony, but not, like, in, in the Sony universe. Okay, you're right on that. So. Yeah. The other thing, though, is that 
why now? Because it's, it's like what what this year made Phil Spencer wake up. And I'm taking I'm taking taking the the, the order of events here. Like what what happened this year that Phil Spencer said, "Hey, we can get them on Games." I know there's been a huge Games Pass push, but I just wonder if this isn't the kind of thing like he's been floating out to MLB and Sony every year. And for whatever reason, maybe it's not Spencer that changed his tactics this year. Maybe it's like MLB was either like, hey, you know, we're losing a ton of money from the pandemic and we need to do everything we we can do. And so, yeah, we're on this. Or maybe something with Sony was like, hey, you know, we kind of maybe have a little interest in seeing how things might go with Games Pass. So let's do it in this way where we can claim complete and total, you know, this wasn't our decision. We got kind of stuck on this, but we're going to watch what happens here because maybe maybe we do want God of War on Games Pass. So the thing is, I think games pass being in it like in its current state like because they have there's been a surge of users on games pass like coming to games pass over the last year or so and if the mlb turn uh change their tune like let's say phil went to them last year or the year before that and you know that's what they did um they said no then the fact that games pass has so many users this year that could have been a, like a deciding factor. Like, oh, the, the game has, has this many users. That's a, that's a great amount of user base. Not to mention, this, by the way, this decision would have had to be made last year. So, true, true. you know, like we're not talking like, you know, they were, man, when I say last year, I don't mean 2020. I mean actually 2019, sorry. So well before the, the decision pandemic. Went, yeah, the, 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 it would have had to be made the, be, like because you can't come to them in 2020. Well, I guess they technically speaking, they could come to them in 2020. Like, yeah, we need you to make an Xbox version. And just like, oh. Okay, <laughs> you know, because that's a lot of work, man. Like, they, so it could. Don't get me wrong, but I would imagine the decision at the highest levels probably was made in 2019, and that decision kind of came down to 2020. The game got developed, and here we are in 2021 with an Xbox version and it on Games Pass. You know, but what you said is that you know Sony they can kind of push off the blame, saying it's not their decision. MLB. First of all, they're not pushing off the point. I don't think they've really said anything about it. But second, it's like gamers don't know that much about how the industry works. No, they don't know much about it. Gamers, out of all the fandoms, gamers know the least about their 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 hobby. I think I tweeted that like a week ago. Or you something did. Like you that. did. Yes. Yeah. 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 So they they do like they don't understand. So there's tweets here. I'm I'm gonna read the receipts, Nick. This oh yeah. From uh, we got it covered. dot com. They have a collection of tweaks uh, from people. So one guy just says, you can't make this shit up. Like it's a, you know, <laughs> like, it, like it's a tragedy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, another person says, I've paid for MLB the show every year at launch for the past decade. And now Sony gives it away for free on the Xbox, their own game. I'm happy for baseball fans, but this leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I guess, guess a game, I guess games pass. In fact, a better service than PlayStation plus. Well, yes, it, it, it is. I'm sorry. That was always the case, bro. Um, <laughs> It was another time to call out PlayStation here. Can't be quiet anymore. We're we're paying 70. I think that's euros. Well, that might be 70 pounds, 70 pounds for those games. But they're in games past day one. For the record, I have no interest in MLB, but Sony's silence is getting annoying here. So Sony hasn't really said anything. Here we go. So wait, even Sony sees the value in games pass MLB, the show 21 day one on games pass. Wow. Sony must have been given good money to agree to this. Crazy Sony made a game, made game. Oh, crazy Sony made game is free on Games Pass and $70 on PlayStation. That has to sting. That's an Xbox user. 
um, somebody just posted a gift that and the, the quote is PS guy see Xbox Games Pass getting MLB the show 21 day one. It says somebody beating up a pillow, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the, the one thing I have to wonder though, too, is that if in all the negotiations going on here, and I assume this was not a simple, like, Hey, Hey, hey Sony San Diego, can you, can you put this on Xbox? And they were like, sure. Like, I'm assuming it wasn't like that level of discussion, but if at some point in there that Phil Spencer's like, it would be a shame if Elder Scrolls didn't come to PlayStation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. You, oh, you know, the one question I do have is how did this affect San, uh, you know, San Diego Studio? Because my question is, the, that studio is used to making Sony first-party titles. That's what they do. And now they have to make the game on Xbox. Well, I mean, they're game developers, so they can make it work. But the thing about, you know, there are levels of experience with different platforms, which is why some platform ports are trash and others aren't, you know? Um, so I, I wonder how they really dealt with that. Cause like, I wonder if they even had Xbox dev kits in their office. <laughs> I wonder if, I mean, on the one hand, I would think no, but because like, that'd be a waste of time. But on the other hand, like, I, I do think there would be some interest in like, maybe if they don't have a dev kit necessarily, but at least they're trying to like, you know, like figure out like, you know, they've got at least a, you know, actual one open, like ripped open, trying to kind of reverse engineer it kind right. of thing, like going through there that way. But still like, yeah. yeah. Well, and maybe, maybe that's the other thing here too, is that, Oh, well, you, you want us to make this? Well, we're going to need a dev kit. And they're like, Oh, we got a dev kit now. Oh, what, what knowledge can we glean from this? Probably not much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I am curious to see what that was, what that transition was kind of like for them because like, you know, that's like if you if, if, just imagine any of the Sony game and they're just like, yeah, now you got to make it for this console, too. Like, you know, because, yeah, obviously they don't have to build it from the ground up from scratch. Uh, but at the same time, you still have to put a lot of testing into that. And, they're, they're you know, things are different between the consoles. So, well, the, the yeah. other thing, too, and I, admittedly, I haven't heard anything to this degree because I would and I would think if this was true that we would have heard this, but like they could just do a half ass job and then be like, oh, what? It doesn't work. Uh, on, uh, it plays better on PlayStation. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this echoes kind of there's another article that we didn't put onto the show, it, it, but it talked about how, you know, the Xbox Series X is a better uh, is a better value than the PlayStation Five. That's what the article was saying, and part of what they were arguing is that you know, with the X, the, you know, the, the, they're a PlayStation fan. They love the PlayStation, but right now, like, while they're excited to have it, but right now, the place there's there's really no reason to. Ha- I shouldn't say no reason to have it. They're just saying that if you compare what you can get on the Xbox right now versus what you get on the PlayStation right now, it's just better to have an Xbox Series X because they said there's hunt. They have access to hundreds of games because of Games Pass. And now they can also, if they're MLB fan, they can play the show. So it kind of echoes, you know, that feeling as well. Don't get me wrong. I know at some point when Sony starts rolling out their exclusives, it's going to, they're going to hit hard. You know, God of War is going to hit hard. Horizon Zero Dawn is going to hit hard. Uh, Whatever Naughty Dog does, I'm pretty sure it's going to hit hard. But, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see. But, um. What I the thing is like at this while those exclusives are hitting hard, I think that this time around it's going to be a little different because Microsoft they got Bethesda in their pocket now they got a whole bunch of studios in their pocket you know 
uh, and they're they're going to be dropping heat too, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting time. I I still don't think Sony's current strategy is viable for the future. So I am curious to see what they have to say. I am, and you can read it I, first on Games Pass for free. Yeah, <laughs> I think they might start including PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus. I think they might. I wouldn't be too surprised if they did. I wouldn't be surprised if Avengers being on PlayStation now and not PlayStation plus is, and admittedly, I mean, that's a struggling game. So I don't, I don't know. Like if that's not some sort of like test bed, like it, like it's kind of like, let's take underperforming PlayStation now and underperforming Avengers. And if we put them together into some kind of like underperforming, like Reese's peanut butter cup, will that maybe like (laughs) be the magic that sells everything. And I think they're going to realize like, no, this isn't working. And then they're just going to throw the whole thing into PlayStation plus. Yeah, that would be great because then you can play like PlayStation Plus gives you access to Sony's entire backlog. Right. You know, and that is valuable. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, So, yeah, let's talk about Epic Games store losses as in how much money they are losing on the Epic Game Store. Um, Epic really didn't come out with this information willingly. They didn't just drop like, oh, this is how much money we made on the Epic Store. This is how much money. Uh, we 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 spent uh, basically because of their court battle with Apple. Information came out about it. I'm just going to read some of this article from Ars Technica because they do a, a good job of explaining it. They say the bitter court fight between Apple and Epic is primarily focused on the mobile gaming landscape and Apple's iron-fisted control of the iOS App Store. But recent court filings in the case have also given the public a rare glimpse of just how much money Epic is throwing at the Epic's Game Store as it struggles to make a dent in the game in the PC marketplace. The raw numbers, as reported in a proposed findings of facts and conclusions of law document Apple filed last week, show massive incurred and projected losses for game download for Epic's game download hub, which launched in late 2018. Documents and testimony from Epic itself show a $181 million loss for the store in 2019 and projected 273 million dollar loss in 2020 and 139 million dollar loss in 2021 you might think epic is incurring those losses because it only takes 12 percent cut of the third party game revenue compared to the industry standard 30 percent cut on other digital storefronts in contrary though in its own court filings, Epic says the 12% revenue chunk has been sufficient to cover its cost of distribution and allowing for further innovation and investment in EGS. You know how little I hear about the Epic's Game Store? Inside of an article about the Epic's Game Store, I was like, what the fuck is EGS? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, right, Epic's Game Store. <laughs> you know, so... But um, yeah, so the main driver of the losses for the game store for Epic's like uh, game, for the um, EGS is uh, Epic's minimum guarantee program. So games like well, I think one of the like the the two first big exclusive titles they got Borderlands Three, Control. Both of those games got money up front. Like basically, Epic paid them for exclusivity for at least the first year. Um, that hurt Borderlands, in my opinion, but it helped control, right? Um, that's because Borderlands had problems built in. So 
tangent real quick and I'll explain why I think that hurt because you know you're like what do you mean it hurt him so basically because they made it exclusive to the Epic Game Store a lot of people just didn't go out and buy it if it was on Steam I think a lot of people just would have day one went out and bought it right just like Cyberpunk day one tons of people go out and buy it however because it was on the Epic Game Store a lot of people were brought were, were um protesting the epic game store so they didn't buy it which means the people that did buy it had a chance to stream it and then show all the shortcomings that were in the game and that kept people from buying it you know so that's why i think it hurt them control on the other hand was a goddamn masterpiece should have won game of the year that year okay jeff should have won game of the year that year i will i will die on that hill to, to go back for a moment then shouldn't we be grateful that Borderlands was on the Epic Game Store then because so many people would have bought that game and been disappointed. And instead, they saved their money and saw what they didn't get and were like, oh, you know what? I'm good. They, they, they did by making it an exclusive, they did them a favor. Not really, because those problems were fixable, right? So let's say we have the same issue on Steam. The game comes out, it has some bugs, it has some problems. Uh, you know, that's fixable. Like, and they fixed, they actually patched that stuff up pretty fast. You know, it it was fine. I mean, to me, in my opinion, Borderlands 3 still is not as good as Borderlands 2, but it's still a good game to play, right? So it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. It would have some mixed reviews the first few weeks, and then it would have went to good reviews after that. Um, But I do know that a lot of the staff there lost their bonuses because of it, you know? So that, well, that wasn't good for them. But, um, so for example, Control has report, reportedly got a $10 million advance so that they can be exclusive on the Epic for the first year. Additionally, users claimed about 749 million free games last year in Epic's attempt to get users to at least sign up for the store, right? Um, and that's obviously worth billions of dollars, but Epic, you know, they didn't pay billions of dollars to those developers. They just probably paid some bulk price and, you know, that was it. Um, so here's more from the Ars Technical art, art article. It says, add it all up, and Epic, uh, Epic ended up paying a whopping $444 million in minimum guarantees in 2020. According to Apple's court filings, that number could theoretically include future exclusives or free game deals. By contrast, Epic announced last year that it only had spent $265 million on all third-party Epic Game Store games combined in 2020. In court documents, Epic also said it has paid out a total of over $700 million to third-party EGS developers so far. That suggests Epic has earned just $95 million through its standard 12% EGS revenue share. It doesn't take a budgeting genius to realize that $444 million on minimum guarantees in one year and just $95 million in just over two years is not a sustainable business. Indeed, Apple's note, Apple notes that Epic has knowledge, acknowledged the incentives and investments it has made and an attempt to grow EGS will result in at least $330 million in uncooped costs, unrecouped costs from the minimum guarantees alone. So, yeah, they're losing a lot of money on the Epic Game Store right now. But, but just like Microsoft, when it came to the Xbox, <laughs> when it came to the Xbox One, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter because they can afford it. That is not that is not Epic Game Store money they are burning. That is that is Fortnite money they are burning. That is Fortnite <laughs> skins. They are taking your favorite Fortnite skin and just lighting it on fire and throwing it out into the ether. Dude, 
I'm not sure if you like so the one of the reasons why Xbox is doing so well right now is when Xbox was losing billions, not millions. Xbox was losing billions yearly for a for a time. They were just shaking that off with Windows Server money, Microsoft Office money, you know, services and things like that. And they continued to invest in those platforms, which is doing dividends for them now. It is working out for them now. And I mean, let's say, let's say they started doing that when when the Xbox was losing, you know, billions. I think that started in 2012, if I remember correctly. You know, so we're talking about like a like a when did Xbox started kind of getting the good graces of everybody? Like you know, 2019, 2020-ish. You know, yeah. so we're talking about like, you know, uh eight-year turnaround, you know, seven, eight-year turnaround on that. Epic is doing the same thing here. They're investing and investing and investing. They can, you know, no, don't get me wrong. Nobody's laughing at, you know, uh, I shouldn't say nobody's laughing at, but nobody's really going to sh- just kind of not notice $273 million missing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not wiping their ass with it or anything like that. But for them, it is a worthy investment. Well, it's not to say that they're not going to notice that it's missing, but that may have been the plan all along. Like they understood, like if you're going <clears> to, <throat> like, I think if anything, what may have happened is like, because you figure that they did not expect Fortnite to explode the way that it did. And so they're sitting there and then overnight, basically they're like, we've got a ton of cash. Like we've got a cash cow here that we're milking. What are we going to do with this? And they may have sat down and said, okay, like we, like now we have an opportunity because you look at these established industries and like, you know, like Microsoft getting into the the console business or, you know, or, or, or this one here with, you know, Epic getting into the game store business where this, this, you know, like if you're going to come in and be a disruptor, you need a massive war chest to do that. And they're like, okay, well, we've got Fortnite. It's given us our war chest. Where do we want to go to war? And so they probably looked at a few different things and said, okay, you know what we can do? We can go after Steam. We've got the ability to do that now. We've got the funds. And so this is all, that I would say this, the, the Apple lawsuit, all of this, as far as establishing themselves as a dominant, uh, a dominant, like, you know, storefront marketplace in the games industry. This is intentional. This is all what their plan was and, and, and where this goes and how they, how they build up the Epic store across, you know, PC and mobile platforms, uh, you know, you know, 10 years from now, what, what are they going to be? How are we going to talk about them? Cause we still kind of talk about them as an afterthought. It is still steam number one on PC and, and Epic is still way behind, but They've got the ability. They've got they've got time, and they have. They, they most importantly, it's not like they're using anybody else's money. It's not like they they have to you know get this funded by venture capitalists or whatever. That they have to start proving a return. They can sit there as long as Fortnite stays popular, and I don't think any of us see any sign of that diminishing. I mean, the crazy stuff they're doing. What is it? Did, did I see correctly that there's a an alloy skin from Horizon Zero Dawn in there now? Aloy, yeah, 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 Aloy. Like, the crazy stuff that's that's going on in there. I mean, they're they're going to be free to keep pumping out money and as long as they can do that, they can run headfirst at Steam as hard as they have to, as often as they have to for as long as they have to until this all makes sense. So yeah, this is this is this, I wouldn't consider this a loss. This was this was a planned loss. This was this is a strategic loss. And like yeah, like you know, it it, it looks bad on the books cuz it's red, but you know, sometimes you got to get your hands dirty if you're going to make a profit. That is true. And just to give you an idea of how much money Epic is making, and this is just from what we know, like this is not, this may not, I wouldn't, 
hedge any stocks on this that what I'm about to tell you right now, but this is just a, a give or take of the amount of money they're kind of making here. Uh, as of April 2020, Fortnite was making around $400 million a month. Whew. Around $400 million a month, uh, Fortnite. That's, that, 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 that's just Fortnite. Please don't forget that Epic makes the Unreal Engine. They get, five, I think, at least 5% royalties from Unreal Engine usage in games. I don't even know how much money they are getting from television and movies because people are using the Unreal Engine television movie. You like The Mandalorian? Think Epic. Uh, what was that? Where else did they use the Unreal Engine that I know of? Um, oh, God. Westworld. Westworld. I think season three. I think uh, season three Westworld. They, they used the Unreal Engine a lot. So I don't even know you know, how much, how much they get from that, but I'm pretty sure, um, it's quite a bit, (laughs) you know? Well, that's the thing too, because Fortnite was such an unexpected success, like their, their business model, their, the structure of their company was built to be profitable without Fortnite. Yeah. Like, so everything that Fortnite gives them that 440 million a month is funny money. (laughs) They they could buy an entire company and then completely scrap it in a month and that's going to be that's nothing to them. Like this that, is the entire Go ahead. Yeah. I'm just saying like this is this is the amount that they have is astronomical and yeah, like for them to 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 waste it this you know waste it. I'm using that term very loosely. For them to waste it this way, this is nothing. The entire story of Fortnite is fucking phenomenal to me and it really needs to go into like some type of museum somehow because bro, just th- think about this. Epic makes a game to try to take advantage of the loot box craze. That's what Fortnite was, okay? And I'm, I'm not talking about Fortnite Battle Royale. I'm talking about regular fucking Fortnite that you actually had to pay for to get or to, to, to get in. You can, you, can get, you can get like a Founders um, Pass. I don't know if they were going to make it free or not. I don't think they were. I don't think they were going to make Fortnite free. But you could pay for like a Founders Pass thing to get into the early access version of it. And you played Fortnite, the little llama pinata things. That's that was the loot box element. And you could thank fucking Overwatch for that shit. And then the mobile craze that came with loot boxes. That's what Fortnite was designed to do. But guess what? I guess not enough people were were buying Fortnite or buying their early access pass. So they had some. I think they took the Unreal team and had them throw in a battle royale to this game. Just to draw people more to the to the mode that they wanted you to pay for, but that shit exploded and became a thing on its own. They redirected a ton of resources at this game, and it becomes this juggernaut. I think it made like two billion dollars in early access in 2018 or something like that. That is re fucking ridiculous, Tim. You are a lucky son. Of, you're a lucky motherfucker, yo. Like th- that is fucking crazy. There's no business acumen that's going to lead you to that. No, but <laughs> is he lucky? Yes, but he capitalized on it. He was smart. He is because that's the other thing. Is like we've seen companies be handed these kind of things and then not quite make the transition. Like look at look at Blizzard missing out on Dota. That like, that is true. Like there are. Like you know, for as much as as Fortnite belongs in a museum, so does that decision. <laughs> yeah, you said Blizzard missing out on Dota. I was like, look at Blizzard missing out on Overwatch. <laughs> I would even argue to a degree, Blizzard missing out on WoW because I think, I mean, they got I, I, like you could argue that they did not respond as quickly as they should have as far as driving that growth. That like, I mean, WoW. Don't get me wrong, they did well with WoW. They could have done better, I think. 
Because if there's one thing that Epic did here that you pointed out, it's that as soon as they saw that there was something here, they threw resources at it. And they yeah. weren't they weren't playing catch up. They were throwing resources to get ahead of the curve. Blizzard was playing catch up with WoW just to get everything together. And then by the time they got caught up and finally got ahead of it, that's when WoW kind of peaked and it started to go down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fortnite, like the 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 king of the hill when it came to battle royales, was PUBG at the time. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck plays PUBG now? Because Fortnite came out, PUBG got knocked down to at least number two. So you have Fortnite, PUBG. I think not. Warzone Call of Duty, but the 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 black the I think that the Black Ops um uh, battle royale mode kind of tipped the scales a little bit um for PUBG, but then when Apex came out, forget about it. P- battle royale now is Apex and Fortnite, you know. But you're you're right, like they they did capitalize on it where other developers may not have. If this was Blizzard, there's no way they would have done it. No, I mean they would have done well with it. Don't get me. I mean because you you know you were handed a gold mine, but but and that that's why I think that's why I think this was all planned out. Like as soon as they realized what they had, and as soon as they saw what was coming in, they're like, we can take this. We've got a war chest, and where do we want to go? I don't think they necessarily knew they were going to go at Steam immediately, but they probably had a meeting with like a list of t- potential targets. And as I said, I think the, the, the Apple lawsuit is tied into this. This is all, they've got a strategy and they've got the funds to do it. They're, they're taking on the world and nobody can stop them. You know, who deserves a golden statue at the new Epic, um, mall. I, I forget what they call it, but the Epic like facility, whoever came up with battle passes, whoever that person is yes. that came up with, who said, who came up with the $10 battle pass, bro. That's the person they need to have a. Go- you know how Blizzard has this the 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 ogre the um the um the, uh, the, the orc, ogre, orc the, on the wolf the orc statue yeah. yeah outside Blizzard that guy needs to have a statue outside of the epic. I talked about playing Fortnite earlier with their battle pass style. I mean, you don't have to pay for it, but you still get the battle pass style experience. Every thing Hearthstone has like a battle pass thing, and these these are both free to play. Although at least in Hearthstone's case, you can. Um, you can pay to get increased experience and you also get some extra rewards along the track. Um, so they, they, they've, they've, they've kind of like half monetized it that way, but right. I don't, I mean, I've, I've played destiny and I, I've looked at their battle. I don't know. I like, it's okay. I just don't, this, this is how, you know, I'm old. It's not that I don't understand how to take a screenshot from a PlayStation. It's that like, I just don't like, it's a, it's another experience bar and yeah, there's rewards and stuff, but eh. I don't know. Well, that's the, the to make a battle pass worth it. You got to make the rewards worth perfect uh, worth it. I buy every Apex battle pass, every last one, because the rewards are worth it. The rewards are great. True. But the Destiny battle, like, see, they, the Destiny one is not called a battle pass. It's a season pass. I don't yeah. think you can even buy a separate battle pass just for the items on it. No, that's you have to buy the, the whole the pass. whole season content, and it comes with it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, whoever that person is, like that, like they just. It don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm really downplaying it here. There were very there were some very important decisions that were made in that process, but it just feels like a couple of key decisions. Put the battle royale to bring them into the to, into the save the world, sir. Nobody's buying save the world, but we have a ton of users. Great. Let's do something else with those users. Cut, cut, cut bait on that, like you know, chase <laughs> chase the new market. Yeah, that's yeah. I and I could be wrong, but I. I I don't remember battle passes before Fortnite. I'm pretty sure Fortnite came out with the first battle pass. I I I won't disagree. Yeah, because you know, like um, Call of Duty calls them season passes. Well, actually, I think Warzone calls them battle passes. 
But like the Call of Duty's were calling them season passes, and a lot of places still call them season passes, but they're essentially battle passes, you know. So yeah. But that whole thing deserves it deserves its own ride in Epcot Center. Like as <laughs> <laughs> you go along, you just level up the battle pass. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Maybe they should. I should. Yeah, they should put a ride in the new Epic facility. For those who don't know, the Epic Epic bought a mall, and that's where their new like facility is going to be. Um, they 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 bought out an entire mall, and they're building a new campus. That's a facility, but they're bringing a whole. They're making a campus, and they should have, you know. <laughs> how epic got so rich give everybody a gold coin at the end of the tour you know so but yeah lots going on there i still i i still don't know if it's going to be if they're going to be able to disrupt steam the way they want to though they're planning for it for sure but i think it's and it really i know who i think that the, the wild card here is i think it's microsoft yeah because if microsoft finds a way to make a viable store on PC with Games Pass, the game has changed. The game the game has completely changed. And I still think if they go through with this purchase of Discord, they integrate Games Pass into Discord and make that like a store slash launcher, oh my fucking God, oh. dude. <laughs> well, yeah. But yeah, it, it, there's... And it's, well, the, and I think the other thing too is let's say they somehow... Somehow they get Sony on board. <laughs> we've seen we've seen whole cracks in that armor that if, if they get Sony on board, then it's like, yeah. I, I, but that said, though, I mean, as long as Fortnite stays popular, Epic can do whatever. Epic can try for as long as they need. They never have to give up. That's true. But the thing, the thing about games like Fortnite, they are a social game. They're a very popular game. If another game comes out, another new genre comes out that can take that popularity, because now you're just vying for people's time. Yeah. But they can suck those users away. Well, that well is dry. Well, you right. know. Well, but the thing is, though, like, the well, uh, it, it may go down in popularity, but World of Warcraft, was it right before Cyberpunk, was the fastest selling game of all time with Shadowlands just coming out, fastest selling PC game of all time. So, you know, st st you know, still still doing very well. Now, I'll admit not as good as it used to be, but still doing very well. Dota 2, League of Legends, they're still going strong in their their genre over there that once you become that dominant game game in a genre, you may not you may not be making, you know, 440 million a month. I'll, I'll admit that that's oh, yeah, probably yeah, going to yeah. go down, but you're not you're not going down to zero. You're going to be, you're going to settle at a level that's going to be very comfortable. And so that's true. They, maybe, maybe they have, they do maybe get to a point where they're like, you know what, this is kind of a waste of money and we're not bringing in what we used to be bringing in. And they have to stop, uh, you know, they have to stop going at steam or whatnot, or maybe they wind up conceding and they join up with Microsoft or something as a, you know, final FU to, to FU to valve. But, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be resting comfortably for the rest of their days. I am not worried about anybody over at Epic. Yeah, I was going to say for you don't get 440 million you don't get 400 million dollars a month from hardcore fans. You do not. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. So that is true. So uh but let's move on. We'll probably hit up these topics kind of quick cuz we I'm pretty we, we pretty much stretched the whole show with just those two topics there because we're you. professional podcasters, <laughs> folks. We're professional podcasters here. Damn right we are. Um <laughs> But um 
Yeah, so just real quick, there is no DLC planned for The Last of Us Part 2. All right, there's no DLC in development. I just want to bring this up because we have been talking over the last few weeks about what is Naughty Dog going to do? Oh, there's leaks that they're going to have this DLC for The Last of Us and Abby is going to be the protagonist and blah, 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 right? Well, according to Jason Schreier, uh, who is Games, uh, Games News Jesus, indicates that there is no DLC for The Last of Us 2 in development. Uh, they may have been working on it at some point, but it appears that they have it's been shelved in favor of The Last of Us multiplayer and The Last of Us remake. Um, and he's getting this information, I think, based off of um, a show that one of the Naughty Dog uh, leaders did. And they, they were talking about, uh, you know, they you know what their plans are actually no i'm sorry that was the one for jack and daxter they said they weren't developing any jackson jack and daxter games but this is from his insiders i'm sorry so i was wrong this one's actually from his insiders are saying they're not developing it at this point and i don't know i, I think naughty dog i, I want to say that they need to show something but they really don't they just need to work on whatever they're working on and then i think by they need to be, they, we, we need to see a preview of something. And uh, because at that point, it'll be kind of a long time since we've seen some of them because the, the Last of Us came out in 2020, right? And that'll be about two years. And it's like, okay, well, the PS5 is out. What you doing? And I really hope it's not just The Last of Us multiplayer and then The Last of Us remake because I'm like, yo, that's such a waste of a talented studio. I kind of wonder if like the last of us is just the kind of, especially I guess having taken it for so long, admittedly only two games, but I just wonder if it's the type of, it's the type of me media that is just draining creatively that like Druckmann just left it all on the table. And they're like, what are you doing? Yeah, we'll do DLC. No, let's, let's just do multi. Like he's not, he's not <laughs> like they're just not quite in their right headspace yet. And they need to take like a good like month, just go to a cabin somewhere and relax. And then they'll come back and be like, yeah, okay, we got plans for DLC. We got the multi, like, let's go and do this. Like, they're just not, they're not in the, the, the proper headspace, but uh, yeah, I, right. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just funny that it's like, okay, we, we, uh, well, I guess we always knew we were going to get multiplayer for, for this. So, I mean, it's not, yeah. this isn't like out of left field. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I worry because I, I know you're looking forward to whatever next IP it is. I'm very concerned that they're looking at the last of us remake and that's why they've pulled people like they canceled whatever DLC. They're like, yeah, the DLC would have been okay, but we can really do this remake if we get everybody on board and you know, Abby's story is, you know, you know, maybe, maybe they even, maybe they even responded a little bit to some of the backlash against Abby that they're like, yeah, we could put out DLC with her and, and you know, it's probably just going to be more drama. Let's go ahead. You know, people like remakes. Let's just remake the first one, put everybody on that. I don't know. So I, I do think that they understand that the backlash against Abby was mostly from people who didn't even play the game. You know, it is. It's mostly from people who did not play the game. Those are the people you have they, to sell the game to because you already sold it to everybody else. Well, they did a great job doing it, too. <laughs> <laughs> they did a great job. They did sell to a lot of people. Yeah, they sell to a lot of people. So it, it's fine. I mean, so it could be that I, should, I said I don't want it to be The Last of Us remake. When I say that, I don't want them to completely reboot the series. That's not what I want. This Last of Us remake, I really hope it's just more of a continuation, maybe different characters. You know, maybe they don't have another full story for Ellie. Maybe they don't have another full story for Abby, but this Last of Us remake might be different characters and Ellie or Abby or Lev may be involved in some way. Like maybe you see the end of their story arcs or something. I mean, Ellie's story deserves. An ending to her story arc. 
It does. Because the way they left her in that game uh, for 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 a second game was fine, but for the final game or for the end of her story was 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 not. Not for that character. She deserved more. Uh, so I don't want to really spoil how how the game ends. Uh, so I'm kind of staying away from it. Unlike unlike the the, the it's uh, it takes two. <laughs> you know, we usually have a usually have a, a strict no spoilers policy. But uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think they deserved at least to close out Ellie's story. You know, what if the uh, the, the new the new IP that they produce is it's a game called The First of Us, and and that's Ellie's chapter. The, end of her the story. first of us. <laughs> uh, I also kind of wonder what's kind of going on at Sony right now because we've been hearing reports that they're really trying to, they're really clamoring for these blockbuster games. And so, with that being the case, they may rely more heavily on their on their known properties versus trying new ones. You know, yeah. But well, th- that, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think that's in completely in response to Microsoft's ascension. That they the, right now it's like all we've got is you know like you were saying earlier you know uh, Ragnarok's going to hit hard uh, you know Horizon Zero Dawn's going to hit hard that uh, you know they need those those hard hitters and that's kind of what they're doubling down on to to stave off Microsoft descending which makes the which makes the the situation with MLB all a little more awkward but at the end of the day you know it's uh, we're we're in for a battle here. Well, the thing about that, though, is like those hard hitting first party titles take a long time to develop. That's why they're so good. The Last of Us took a long time to develop. God of War took a long time to develop. The Horizon Zero Dawn took a long time to develop. All these games took a really long time to develop, and they're excellent. You don't want to, you don't want to pull EA. You don't want to, you remember EA Dead Space? Okay, we're going to have a Dead Space Uncharted game. We're going to have a Dead Space, um, uh, a space fighting game. You know, we're going to do all these things with debts. And like, no, you don't want that. You know, you pointed out earlier that, you know, like the way Sony kind of works, this is like, they're not, they're not going to hit, get those exclusives to like midway through the PlayStation's life cycle that, you know, we're still a good, like two or three years from actually seeing some of these games hit. And so they might be looking at the pipeline and saying like, we've, okay, we've got like one or two games that are hitting here and maybe they don't have enough faith in them. Or maybe they're like one or two is nice. We need more. We need like four or five. And so that's what we're seeing them shuffle around. And they're like, days gone, days gone. Ain't going to cut it. We got, you know, we, we, we need more, more, uh, more God of Wars, more, more horizons. And, and, and that's kind of what they're leading to. They're not looking at, you know, the next year, they're looking two or three years down the road and maybe they, they're not seeing what they want to see. And that's what we're, that's the rumblings that we're seeing now. These are all, uh, you know, these are all tremors that are going to lead to, to big shakes later that we're going to see shake out. Yeah. But I'm trying to think like, (sighs) these people are smart, right? They're not just two guys talking on a podcast. You know, they're real businessmen. <laughs> <laughs> I can put on a tie so, if that'll help. So it's like they knew. They had to know. Like they, they, they knew that they couldn't just have a year or like years where they weren't putting out blockbusters. And they also know that they can't drop everything at the same time. Usually you only got one to two major games in a year like the two blockbusters you know in 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 one year you know what i'm saying so like i mean what was it 2018 you got god of war and spider-man 2017 you got horizon zero dawn and what i can't even remember what you what else you got besides horizon zero uh horizon zero dawn in terms of like a major i think there's another uncharted game yeah there was uncharted also legacy 
was also out for in 2017. 2019, what did you get? Um, actually, what came out in 2019 for Sony that was exclusive that was big? Because 2020 was actually 2020 had three games, right? 2020 had The Last of Us. It had Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh, four games. Oh no, that wasn't exclusive. Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider Man, and I'm pretty sure it was Final Fantasy remake and exclusive. Yeah. Oh yeah, so four actually. So yeah. Oh, they, they done fucked up. Uh, you know, so four four massive games like that in one in, in 2020. I, I can't remember what they did. What Sony exclusive came out in 2019? But Sekiro, they wouldn't know. Or Sekiro was that a PlayStation exclusive? That wasn't a PlayStation exclusive. No. Death Stranding, which, yeah. <laughs> they probably thought that was going to hit harder, to be perfectly honest with you. They probably thought Death Stranding was going to hit harder. Well, that's why you don't hitch your, your wagon to a visionary like, uh, like uh, why can't I think of the, 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 the guy's name that did that? Uh, it, it, I'm drawing a blank. I keep thinking of Miyamoto. I'm like, it's not Miyamoto. Stop saying that, Brain. It's not Miyamoto. <laughs> Little gear guy. Why can't I think of his name? Oh, uh, Kojima? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Kojima. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. the thing I was trying to say, like, they would have to know, like, they have to plan years in advance. So they're not going to be like, okay, 2021, we're dry. Right. You know, the year that the, P- the PS5 comes out, we're dry. Uh, 2022, we're dry. You know, that, and right. I think God of War is going to come out in 2022. Right. Um, but. Well, no. What, what I'm saying is that they're that this is them planning years in advance. They're looking into the future and they're like, things don't look good, and they're they're moving well, stuff around now for then. And, and no, they should have looked now. at this years ago. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, then maybe okay, maybe yeah. I'm I'm talking the wrong time frame. Maybe it's still you know whatever time frame they're looking at. If it's three years or five years, they're whatever they're looking ahead in their little crystal ball, and things are not shaping out the way they thought, and they're they're moving pieces on the board. Right. So I'm curious because see what they're going to do because they got to do something. You know, Microsoft is making too much ground here, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So finally, Nick, we have this topic about game design and tech ethics, and you want to talk about that, but not the actual topic. You want to talk more about the article, right? Yeah, well, okay. So this is an article on gamesindustry.biz, and it starts off with uh, a note about David Brevik working uh, for Blizzard North, making Diablo 2, or actually, I guess the, the original Diablo even, and they, I guess they talk about how he innovated the concept of, you know, like different colors representing like different, uh, like ranks of, uh, your, your items. So, you know, like, as we know now, like, you know, your, your whites are, are, are common and your, your greens are like rare or, or slightly, slightly better than your blues are a little bit better than that. And then you get the purples that are like epic and the orange for legendary. And then you got like other colors for like super legendary platinum diamond, whatever, you know, that, that kind of idea they're saying, you know, they're saying that started with Diablo and it's since gone into all games. And then he kind of says like that, he says, okay, that, that loot system was then taken and adapted into loot boxes. And so he's kind of laying like the whole concept of gambling through loot boxes at David Brebeck's feet, which no <laughs> like, <laughs> like like i, I like i understand what he's saying like okay like you know like when we we talk about ethics in in, in games or whatever because again going around the whole loot box thing we should have game designers in the room like sure that's fine but it's like why are you bringing brevik into this because it's like what the color-coded loot system brevik design proves so efficient that decades later it's become part of the universal language of games okay 
uh, let's see here. Virtually the entire constellation of free-to-play mobile games uses a variation of this design technique as a core part of its strategy for staying in business. Right. And 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 then he says, uh, yeah, here, but there's a key distinction between the system in Diablo and the new crop of loot-based games in virtual worlds. Today's players are charged real-world money for the chance of winning in-game loot. Okay, that has nothing to do with Brevik's system. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. That this is, is true, what was yes. once a helpful user interface trick is now transformed into a key feature of a multi-billion dollar industry that some researchers have likened to gambling. Like that's like, like, like it's like he's saying like Brevik should have been in, like in a room with ethicists, like is, is classifying the levels of loot gear. Is is this ethical? And it's like, it's a system. And like, if, 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 if I don't know if this were, there was a clearer path here, like you, like I get, I get how loot boxes equate can be equi- equitable to gambling or whatever. I don't think this is the point in the chain where you start holding somebody accountable because it's like right. it, it's like saying the guy that invented money is responsible for gambling. Like, <laughs> and actually, I think that actually might be a more valid complaint than this one. I don't know. It's just, I, 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 I mean, I, I feel like, like you know, like that's that. Here's the thing: that kind of that's such a in like. It's such a basic part of what gaming is now. Like, like, like he kind of says, like every game uses that color coded system that like, I can, like I can describe it to you. And even if the colors don't necessarily match the actual quality of the items, you know what I'm talking about? Because we've seen this in like every gaming system that yeah, it's, 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 it's just a common part of the interface. You might as well complain about the idea of somebody making like an inventory because you can put loot boxes in your inventory or something, or you get looted, you know, like, like it's, it's, I, I don't know. Like, like after that, it's like the rest of the article I was just kind of out on because this is just such a, it was such a reach for a point, and I did not, I did not care for the argument. Yeah, I mean, the name of the article was something like "Game Designers Need to Be Included in the Conversation About Tech Ethics," and the you're right because the points that he were he was making like is just like so they somebody comes up with a game mechanic to be fun. And then, you know, 10, 5, 10 years later, somebody else says, hey, we can make money off of this, right? Things get made and used incorrectly all the time. I'm pretty sure, I don't know, when you come up with game mechanics, they're really, I don't know if there's, there can be a conversation held around ethics there. Like, that just means there's a ton of game mechanics that would never have existed. Like, imagine if his past self or his future self came to his past self was like, oh, this system, they're going to use it for loot and people are going to be spending money on it. Then think about all the years we would have had if you decided not to do it, where you had to look at every single fucking item in your inventory to try to compare it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Was the, I'm trying to think, was the first Diablo even online? I think you could play that one online. But yeah, but that was like back in the day where you had to like call into somebody directly. Like, you wasn't like connecting to like, because Battle.net yeah. came with Diablo 2. So like to have any idea that you're okay, I'm going to come up with this color coded loot system that someday it's like, people are going to be open up a box. Like, am I going to get a white? Am I going to get an orange? Like to, to, to be able to make that jump in 1996 and be like, Whoa, Whoa, I should slow the brakes on this. (laughs) (laughs) If he had that kind of foresight, he would not be making Diablo. He would have been playing like the stock market and shit and being like a billionaire. Like this is, yeah. Yeah, like no, it, it was a great innovation at the time. I think it has improved a ton of games. It has made playing games a lot easier because I mean, you get loot, you look at the color, and you immediately know: is this something I want to look at further, or am I just going to vendor this without giving it two thoughts? And, right, it saves time. It's, it's yeah. a massive quality of life improvement to games. And yeah, and the fact that it also then lends, like you know, loot box, you know, to making loot boxes a little bit easier, like it, it, 
It's it, yeah. weak, weak, weak. And the thing is, like, I think even when it comes to ethics, right, you have to see, you have to have a, a realistic conversation about whether or not the benefits outweigh the negatives. And in this case, yes, the benefits far outweigh the negatives when it comes to this. Right. So and, and somebody... Like I say, it's not like getting rid of this color scheme. Like if they got rid of that from loot boxes, loot boxes go away. <laughs> right, that's true. Now we just don't have color codes in the loot boxes. Yeah. You know, so but yeah. I mean somebody just needed something to write that day, I think, Nick. Like they, they were looking <laughs> for something to fill the page with. Yeah. Waiting for that, waiting for the new waiting for E three season, because news is yep. slow right now. So need, need more I, hot takes yeah. out there. Get to them hot takes. Yeah. I, I think uh, news is going to be slow until we hit a three season. Yep. So, but yeah, with that, we're going to go ahead and close up shop here uh, for today. Thank you guys for listening. What we got this week on the Mashless Buttons Network? We have a new sit rep happy hour and also the companion show sit rep Marvel talk. Uh, sit rep happy hour is more of a it's like a general show, but Marvel talk is obviously about you know Marvel TV, and they're doing the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Obviously, as that's what's on Marvel TV right now. It's a good episode uh, this week. Good episode this week. And, uh, you know, obviously this show, Warcraft Reloaded, which is our show about Warcraft Classic. Uh, we have a new Push the Point. Overwatch season is back. The 2021 Overwatch season is uh, now in play. So uh, they're going to be talking about that. Hopefully you guys caught the season preview episodes. We put a lot of work into those. So hopefully you enjoy those. We have Double Tap for the fighting game community. We have a new Dropping Spicy and a new uh, Dropping Spicy, our Apex Legends podcast, and also new Wondrous Tales, which is our podcast uh, about Final Fantasy fourteen, and a new Night City Stories, which is our Cyberpunk 2077 podcast, and a new Torn in the Goblin, which you'll, all, you'll hear Nick on that as well. Uh, and that is our Warcraft Story and Lore podcast. So, like I said, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to keep what's going on with this show and the other shows in the Matchless Button Network, you can do so at twitter.com slash the match network. Nick, where can I find you? I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me this week on the Torn and the Goblin as mentioned. You will find only me on the Torn and the Goblin. I am soloing this week. I talk about the story of the Kyrian campaign in Bastion. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the episode as well, so I hope you check that out. I'm also on WoW Talk where we talk about Warcraft story and lore. And also this week, I guested on Scrubs vs. the World, uh, which is another Warcraft podcast. We talk about controversies in WoW. You can go check that out also. And uh, yeah, that's where that's where you can find me. All right. And you can find me at Twitter on Twitter at twitter.com slash Jostradamus. You can find me streaming on Twitch sometimes at twitch.tv slash Church of Job. But you do find me, you'll find me streaming on our Matches Buttons Network Twitter, which is twitch, Twitter dot, twitch.tv. <laughs> uh, slash uh mash those buttons uh but you can also find me on night city stories i am on that cyberpunk 2077 podcast this week we are pulling into i think we're where we're starting the down the street quest with takamura and also getting around to uh what was it both sides now which is a quest that kind of wraps up evelyn's storyline so if you're interested you can check that out that comes on thursdays or you can just catch up with the episodes that are out right now as I mentioned earlier, we'd love to have you join our Discord, which is mash.gg slash Discord, and you can join the community there. Uh, I encourage you guys to reach out with comments and questions, and you can do so at uh, either on the Discord or on Twitter, or you can actually just email us a contact at, at mash.gg. Um, 
if you want to help us out, one of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Uh, if you want to take a support of it further, you can visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways to support Matchless Buttons. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash those buttons and help support Matchless Buttons with tiers starting at $1 a month. You can gain early access to content as well as exclusive content like Wow Thoughts, Nick's third Warcraft podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the guy loves the game, so. We also have a Teespring store, which is Teespring. Yeah. We have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash match those buttons. We also have uh, Twitch subscriptions at twitch.tv slash match those buttons. A humble bundle affiliate link. So if you want to, um, you know, buy a game, even if it's a Steam game, you can buy it from the humble bundle. Use our affiliate link and it gives us a bit of a kickback and you don't pay anything extra. Plus they have sales sometimes. So that's awesome. Uh, and we also have PayPal one-time donation links as well. And with that, we are done for the night. Thank you guys very much for listening. And uh, I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about Mash Those Buttons. Have a good night. Take care. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 